Campers, welcome to 2023 and welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hello and welcome to 2023 <laughs> and Museum Camp. Yeah, the it's podcast a two for one. <laughs> that uh, tells you about anything that happened in the past and that exists in a weird museum somewhere. Yeah, nothing's off limits unless it's outside of a museum. Yes. Or if it's happened in the future. Yeah, we don't do futuristic stuff. We don't do future. It's not our vibe. Not into the future. Yeah, there's just, you know, it's hard to get a reliable Wikipedia page. It is. I find that to be true. Yeah, Yeah. that's so true. Yeah. Madison, what's up? Well, you know, it's the 1st of January. Oh, is it ever? It's my least favorite month. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Because I am of the opinion that January is by far the worst of all the months. Yeah. It's, it's the big the fat worst Monday. One. It's a big old Monday of a month. Yeah. Um, it's cold. It's dreary. It takes so Forever. long to get through it. Yeah. And I've got, you know, my birthday month is coming up in just a couple yeah. months. I got a really... Yeah you know, hunker down and power through. Yeah. I mean, we all do. (laughs) It is. It's brutal out there. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I am tired because I stayed up past like 11 last night. Oh, yeah. Um, Campers, did you all get some sleep? Yeah. Did you stay up? Did you watch the ball drop? (sighs) You know, we had a hard time figuring out like how to even stream it. We yeah. were just really struggling, and I think at 11.59, we got it up. There you go. <laughs> um, it's pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. I think, here's what I propose, ABC, or whoever does it, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Here's what I propose at City of New York, at Times Square, Yeah. at um, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I think that every year, the ball should drop really, like, it with a real crash. Like Ooh, I want it, a glass ball, a glass ball. I want I don't want any of this like, you know, lukewarm lowering. Yeah. I want I want gravity to do her thing. Ooh, I'd like you know what I'd like to see. Hmm. I'd like it to be like one of those um, rides at a an amusement park where it's like a, a two people inside of a ball thing that. Ooh, the bungee thing. Yes. And I'd like for it to be Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great. Um I wanna see I wanna see some people um, you know, just drop from a really tall height. Yeah. Safely. Safely. Yes. But yes. Um, I want yeah, I want some some cinema. Oh, give me some cinema. Give me drama. Drama. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm also sleepy. <laughs> Um, I've been watching a little TV lately. Lay it on me, girl. So we are, well, first of all, we're in the fourth and final season of Ozark. Oh my God. Which like, what a fucking ride it's been. Um, and I have to tell you, and any camper who is listening, who has watched Ozark will immediately know what I'm talking about. Sure. But there was a scene that... I had heard the sound clip before because it was a TikTok sound for a while. Classic. But when it happened, it was so well done. It literally took my breath away. No way. You know when someone like 
acts out something like from the depth of their soul yeah. and you like feel you it. You feel that. Yeah. That was exactly that. And it's such a rare thing that yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, and from that moment, like I was like, everyone needs to watch the show Aww. simply to see that scene. See that scene. What season is that scene in? It's in season four. Okay. So you gotta um, hold out for the long haul. You got to. It's so worth it. I've never seen such anger in a person as in this scene. And it's just, it's amazing. Okay. Anyways, I've also been watching um, not a great show. <laughs> the opposite of that when it comes to um, quality. But um, the show called Echoes, which we talked about a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Um, I finished it. And it was so confusing. So it's about like <laughs> these two like identically identical twin sisters and one of them goes missing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's like so many twists and turns where like they're pretending to be each other, but they're not, but they are. And like it, there's like horse thieves and oh house God. fires <laughs> and like... <laughs> It's I also um it's also one of those where they chose to do it in like um a small country town. Okay. And so everyone has country accents and they're all bad at it. Uh, they're all beautiful. bad at it. It's so funny. I love that. Oh, I, I love, love it. it. But yeah. Great. Interesting, but yeah. uh not great, but you yeah. know. Um we so I can't remember the line is blurry for me between what we have talked about on the podcast <laughs> yeah. and what we have just talked about. Uh-huh. So campers or Megan or both, forgive me if I'm repeating myself because I am to somebody. Yeah. Um, but we, I think earlier this week, started watching 1899. Yes. I th- on did Netflix. we talk? I think we just talked about it IRL. I think we did because we had talked about it. When you started watching it, I think, mm-hmm. and you weren't super into it. No, I wanted to be. Yeah. But it just didn't get mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Okay. I really, really like do it. Do I just need to get past the first episode? I finished the first episode. Yeah, you do. And I think if the issue, I would try to watch it with subtitles instead of dubbing. Okay. If that's, that should be an option because that's how we're watching it. Yeah. Um, And... I it's very good. I think it's shaping up to be a little bit more sci-fi than I typically go for. Mm, I like a sci-fi. Yeah. Um, but it's very like I don't know, it's we're like four episodes in, I think, and I have no idea like what's gonna happen. Like oh I gosh. can't predict anything. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's very good. Okay. I'll get um, back into it. Yeah. So I like that one. Um, other than that, I finished The Alienist season okay. two. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's left a huge hole in my heart. <gasps> okay. I'm going to watch that. You're going to love it. I want to watch it again. We can okay. watch it tonight, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. It's very good. It's very good. And yeah. I just like, the, you know, before we hit record, we were just talking about how ass the weather is here oh, right now. And God. it's just like so like palpably gloomy it literally looks like a black and white picture outside of the window all the color has been drained from our world it's sad it is um and this is the alienist is like the perfect 
show for that i think Mm. where it's just like it's this gritty 1890s new york Mm. um like yeah you know detective-y show it's so good i love that um so yeah i'm already like i don't know much about when or if a season three is going to be released but i I, there's a lot of loose ends, you know, that lead me to believe there's a season three. Coming. Surely there is a season yeah. three. Yeah. So we'll see. But okay. um, I can also imagine that just with the like elaborate sets and costumes and all of that, that it takes a while to produce. Sure. Um, so that's been what I've been watching. And then because I still wanted something like detective and Gritty on, I started watching, which I'd started watching this a while back and then kind of forgot about it um but i'm i started watching perry mason oh on hbo okay yeah i never did watch that but you know i heard good things yeah Yeah. it's i don't really remember i think when i put it when i watched it or tried to watch it the first time i wasn't paying a ton of attention Mm -hmm. i think i had it on and like you know while i was doing stuff and um i think that's why i lost interest is because it was you know more it wasn't made for that. Sure. <laughs> um, and so I, this time, have been very, like, you know, intentional about my TV. You watching. have to be intentional about your TV. <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah. And it's like Perry Mason, wasn't that a show in, like, the 60s yes. or 70s yeah. or something? I believe okay. so. Okay. And I've never seen it. But yeah. they kind of rebooted it. And I'm really, I really like it. Okay. So far. Um, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I need to make a list. <sighs> Yeah. I got to get a list. I mean, we have a lot of time <laughs> to watch things now yeah. that the weather is... There's nothing else to do. ...like this for the next four months. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm ready for it. But, yep. Um, the only other item of interest that I have is simply a headline um, that I saw today on BBC.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what it says. Scarborough, Yorkshire canceled their New Year's fireworks so that Thor, the Arctic walrus, could continue to sleep in the harbor. Oh, good for Thor. Good for Thor. Uh, Chris Cook from the British uh, Divers Marine Life Rescue said that the creature needs to rest and recuperate before he continues his journey. He does. He does. And you know what? As do I. I'm kind of annoyed Mm -hmm. that there were so many fireworks going off last night. And I was like, I need sleep. Yeah, I'm Before tired. my big journey. I'm sleepy. I know. <laughs> apparently, according to the Reddit comments, apparently that same walrus um, was found on the beach last night uh, furiously masturbating. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's, uh, he was obviously very tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he and, needed a nap after You know, that. I love all of that for him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can well. you imagine how... <laughs> Just how traumatic that would be to witness. I don't want to witness any animals furiously masturbating, but especially. Especially not a walrus. (laughs) They have whiskers. Yeah. Anything with whiskers, please don't masturbate. Please don't. Not publicly. You can do whatever you want in the comfort of your own ocean. Yeah. Not on the beach, for Christ's sake. On the beach. Um, Anyway, so that is the only New Year's tidings that I have. Wow. Yeah. Well, I love it. Oh, I forgot to mention we did watch um 
one of the Ace Ventura Pet Detective movies for the first time oh, the other night. Because I think gosh. there's two, maybe. I thought it was like Ace Ventura something and then Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Was yeah, we one. watched, I think, the sequel. Because I feel like I saw mm. the first one I don't remember. a long time ago. Um, God, what was this one called? When Nature Calls? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what we, yeah. <laughs> we watched. <laughs> and oh Jim Carrey is so scary. He is. He's I, too animated. He is. He's. I love how much he commits to he the commits. bit. He commits to the bit. I think um, my, I want to love Jim Carrey, but my problem is that like I saw the Truman Show as like a 10 year old, oh, I think, no. and it just fucked me up. Like yeah. it's so it's unsettling. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And since then, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Thoughts on the Grinch? Um, you know, it's not one I watch very often. Yeah. I gotta say, I thought he did a great Grinch. He did I a mean, great Grinch. He to me, I mean, I love the animated version, obviously, but yeah. to me, Jim Carrey is he's the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a great job. Yeah, and shouts out to Max the dog. Oh, Max, the cutest. Have you ever had a dog named Max? I feel no. like it's a very common. It is very common. Yeah. No, my dad would always um, encourage us to name our dogs after uh, Greek philosophers. Sure, of course. So not a lot of Max. No. In that. Maximus, I'm Maximus. sure there was. Yeah. yeah. That's Roman, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mix those two together. Tomato, like, tomato. Who's supposed to know a difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay we have anyway got to, we've got to get we have got to. our lives in order okay goodbye Happy New Year. goodbye to you intro yes and goodbye 2022 get out of here get out dude january 19th 1946 a little girl was born to avi and robert the fourth of the 12 children that they would have together oh my god she was born in a one-room cabin on the banks of the Little Pigeon River in Pittman Center, Tennessee. Robin was a share uh, sorry, Robert was a sharecropper and later tended to his own small tobacco farm. Avi stayed home with her 12 children. Wait, what year was this? 1946. Okay. All of whom she had birthed by the age of 35. Okay. Great job, Avi. She only went through 11 labors though because two of them were twins the last two were twins imagine getting pregnant for 11th time and them saying you you're having twins no terrible um that fourth child the little girl her name was dolly rebecca parton oh my god and she would grow up to be one of the most famous country singers and philanthropists in american history Today, we're headed to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee to visit the Chasing Rainbows Museum. Uh, amazing. It's uh, funny that you should say that because I have um, just last night I was reading Dolly Parton's Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're just This is just going to be a recap. <laughs> we like we were watching um, the performance from last year that she and Miley, I think. I think it was last year that they did for New Year's. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, how old? 
old is Dolly Parton? So I looked it up. And then, of course, I went down, you know, a little bit of a rabbit hole. You went the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Amazing. Okay. Well, you're going to, you know what? You're going to be able to jump in here. I don't think that I am. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be so good. And the campers are expecting it. They're expecting. Okay, great. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) My sources are the Wikipedia pages for Dolly Parton and for the Chasing Rainbows Museum. Um, a Music in Minnesota article called 20 Interesting Facts About Dolly Parton, and a Road Trippers, Road Trippers article for the Chasing Rainbows Museum. God, I love Dolly Parton. <sighs> what a what a star. What a treasure. Oh, Truly. A national treasure. A treasure. Okay, we're going to start off with, obviously, our favorite thing in the world, a long Wikipedia quote. God bless. Parton credits her musical abilities to her mother. Often in poor health, she still managed to keep house and entertain her children with smoky, mo- smoky mountain folklore and ancient ballads. Yeah, okay, you're telling me this poor woman yeah. had 12 children. Yeah. Was often in poor health. Right. <laughs> and... Can you imagine? Had to do all the housekeeping and entertain children the thing 12 is, of them 12 of them oh the thing God. is like i'm not often in poor health sure but i mean i have a, a pretty low baseline but <laughs> very low baseline but i'm not taking care of my house and i'm sure as hell like i'm not going to entertain 12 children no there's no way no um <sighs> yeah Oof. what a saint <laughs> Having Welsh ancestors, A.V. Lee knew many old ballads that immigrants from the British Isles brought to southern Appalachia in the 18th and 19th centuries. A.V. Lee's father, Jake Owens, was a Pentecostal preacher. We've heard of those. We know them. And Parton and her siblings all attended church regularly. Parton has long credited her father for her business savvy and her mother's family for her musical abilities. Hmm. When Parton was a young girl, her family moved from the Pittman Center area to a farm up nearby Locust Ridge. Most of her cherished memories of youth happened there. Today, a replica of the Locust Ridge cabin resides at Parton's namesake theme park, Dollywood. I love a replica. Love I've a replica. said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, any kind of replica, I'm on board. Um, have you been to Dollywood? No. Me neither. Okay. What are you doing tomorrow? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I really want to go to Dollywood. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the farm acreage and surrounding woodland inspired her to write the song My Tennessee Mountain Home in the 1970s. Years after the farm was sold, Parton bought it back in the late 1980s. Her brother Bobby helped with building restoration and new construction. Uh, Parton has described her family as being dirt poor. Parton's Mm. father paid missionary Dr. Robert F. Thomas with a sack of cornmeal for delivering her. Whoa. Yeah. I'd like to see that come back. Yeah. I think because it's what, like $10,000 that you have to pay to have a baby these days? It's a lot, yeah. A sack of cornmeal, that seems more reasonable. Yeah. And with inflation, that's probably like five sacks of cornmeal, but... I think that's still reasonable. Five of cornmeal. And, you know, uh, do what you need to do to make sure that it's not a missionary delivering my child. Yeah. Um, I prefer, like, you know, doctor first, missionary 
second. I mean, Last. <laughs> yeah, just like doctor first is the big one for me. That's the big one. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of doctor? Is yeah. it an MD situation? Is it a PhD? Right. Is it a doctor of love? Is it, um, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you had to be specific. You gotta, yeah, you got to look at those qualifications. You do. <laughs> um, she outlined her family's poverty in her early songs, uh, Code of Many Colors and In the Good Old Days. Uh, for six or seven years, Parton and her family lived in their rustic one-bedroom cabin on their small subsist- subsistence farm on Locust Ridge. One, one bedroom, bedroom for 14 people. Oh. Oh, this was a predominantly Pentecostal area located north of the Greenbrier Valley of the Great Smoky Mountains. Music played an important role in her early life. She was brought up in the Church of God in a congregation her grandfather, Jake Robert Owens, pastored. Her earliest public performances were in the church beginning at age six. Wow. A wee little dolly. A wee little lass. At seven, she started playing a homemade guitar. Oh, cute. Oh, my God. When she was eight, her uncle bought her her first real guitar. Love that. Parton began performing as a child, singing on local radio and television programs in the East Tennessee area. By 10, she was appearing on the Cass Walker Show on both WIVK Radio and WBIR-TV in Knoxville, Tennessee. At 13, she was recording the single Puppy Love on a small Louisiana label, Gold Band Records, and appeared at the Grand Ole Opry, where she first met Johnny Cash, who encouraged her to follow her own instincts regarding her career. Uh, 13? That's insane. I cannot imagine performing at the Grand Ole Opry at 13. No. Meeting Johnny Cash, who I read was her crush at the time. Sure. I mean, you had to be living it oh up. Oh, my God. A, a dream. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Um, Dolly Parton's adult career began to kick off in 1967 when she joined forces with Porter Wagner, who offered her a regular spot on the Porter Wagner show. Wagner got his label, RCA Victor, to sign Parton, and she released her first solo single in 1968. That's amazing. Ugh. Killing it. Okay, so let's go through some of her, like, musical career here. Um, I This is just early days because, as you probably saw on her... <laughs> it's, a, it's not a short Wikipedia page. No, she got a long Wikipedia page. Okay, so by 1970, both Parton and Wagner had grown frustrated by her lack of solo chart success. <clears throat> Wagner persuaded Parton to record Jimmy Rogers' Mule Skinner Blues, a gimmick that worked. The record shot to number three, followed closely in February 1971 by her first number one single, Joshua. Who is Joshua? Yeah. Uh, For the next two years, she had numerous solo hits, including her signature song, Coat of Many Colors. We know that one. Mm -hmm. In addition to her duets, top 20 singles included The Right Combination, Burning the Midnight Oil, Lost Forever in Your Kiss, Touch Your Woman, <laughs> I mean, the titles. Amazing. Uh, my Tennessee Mountain Home and Traveling Man. Although her solo singles and Wagner duets were successful, her biggest hit of this period 
was Jolene. Ugh, my favorite one. Oh, Jolene. It's so good. It's so good. Ugh. It's like you can never get sick of listening no. to that song. No, ever. Ever. Released in late 1973, it topped the country chart in February 1974 and reached the lower regions of the Hot 100. Um, what? It eventually also charted in the UK, reaching number seven in 1976. Uh, Parton, who had always envisioned a solo career, made the decision to leave Wagner's organization. The pair performed their last duet concert in April 1974, and she stopped appearing on his TV show in mid-1974, although they remained affiliated. He helped produce her records through 1975, and the pair continued to release duet albums, their final release being 1975's Say You'll Forever Be Mine. Mm. Um, So she's just pumping out songs. Oh, yeah. Just like... Pumping out hits. I mean... In 1974, her song, I Will Always Love You, Ugh. written about her professional break from Wagner, went to number one on the country chart. Around the same time, Elvis Presley indicated that he wanted to record the song. Parton was interested until Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, why is he a colonel? Right. He does. <laughs> why, is he, why is a colonel manager <laughs> managing Elvis? <laughs> They couldn't get anyone else to do it. Yeah. Um, it's all order. <laughs> told her that it was standard procedure for the songwriter to sign over half of the publishing rights to any song recorded by Presley. And Parton refused. Hell Good yeah, for you, girl. We love that. That decision has been credited with helping to make her many millions of dollars in royalties from the song over the years. Parton had three solo singles reach number one on the country chart in 1974. Wow. As well as the duet with Porter Wagner, Please Don't Stop Loving Me. Mm. In a 2019 episode of the Sky Arts music series, Brian Johnson, A Life on the Road, Parton described finding old cassette tapes and realizing that she had composed both Jolene and I Will Always Love You in the same songwriting session. That's insane. That is, that literally just gives me chills. That's unbelievable. Like, what? And not realizing it until afterward. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. I guess I wrote those on the same day. That's crazy. (laughs) So rude. Okay. One thing I love is when you find out that, like, a celebrity has been married for a long time and they don't make like oh, a huge I, I hate that we're supposed to care about celebrity well, relationships and, yeah that we're supposed to care about them in general but then also it's like that we're supposed to be really obsessed with the fact that they're like they're making it you know yeah like, i don't know it's, it's so funny. too much like i you know i don't need to know about a celebrity's relationships and like you yeah. know whatever but i just don't care yeah Dolly Parton's one of those celebrities where she's been married for so long Mm -hmm. and it's not like, you know, it's not anything that's keeping her in the press. Right, right. Um, So from Wikipedia, on May 30th, 1966, Parton and Carl Thomas Dean were married in Ringgold, Georgia. Although Parton does not use Dean's surname professionally, she has stated that her passport reads Dolly Parton Dean. Uh. And that she sometimes uses Dean when signing contracts. 
Dean, who has retired from running an asphalt road paving company in Nashville. I love that. Yeah. Has always shunned publicity and rarely accompanies his wife to any events. I mean, he's an asphalt guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literal salt of the earth. Literally. Just kidding. Um, Asphalt of the earth. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Parton has jokingly said he has only seen her perform once. She also said in an interview, uh, sorry, in interviews that although it appears they spend little time together, it is simply that nobody sees him publicly. She has commented on Dean's romantic side, saying that he does spontaneous things to surprise her and sometimes even writes poems for her. She deserves it. (laughs) She does. Oh my God. Good for her. Um, in 2011, Parton said, we're, uh, we're really proud of our marriage. It's the first for both of us and the last. Stop. Mm. Like, stop. That's so I cute. Love them. Ugh. On May 6th, 2016, Parton announced that she and her husband would renew their vows in honor of their 50th wedding anniversary Ugh. later in the month. 50, 50 years. years. Well, and now like, you know. Yeah. 56. That's crazy. Oh, I love a good long marriage. You know, marriage with no drama. Yeah. Ugh. You just know they're good people. You know, you know it. Parton and Dean helped raise several of Parton's younger siblings in Nashville, mm-hmm. leading her nieces and nephews. I forgot about this. Near her nieces and nephews to refer to them as Uncle Peepaw and Aunt Granny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Peepaw. Peepaw has got to be the funniest thing that someone calls a grandpa. Oh, there's nothing funnier. Like Peepaw. Peepaw. (laughs) I'd be so mad (laughs) if I was a grandpa. Oh, my God. Uh, That's funny. Aunt Granny is very cute. Aunt Granny is very cute. Mm -hmm. The latter, a moniker that later lent its name to one of Parton's Dollywood restaurants. Aw. Uh, Parton is the godmother of singer, songwriter, and actress Miley Cyrus. We know her. We know her. Uh, Dolly Parton is also known for her philanthropy, of course. Of course. Of course. A lot of her charitable efforts are focused on literacy uh, through the Dollywood Foundation. I have to assume it's because her father was illiterate. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like, you know, super well known, but yeah. yeah. Um, Dolly Parton's imagination... Uh, library, her literacy program, mails a book uh, once per month to each child who's enrolled from the time of their birth until they enter kindergarten. It's so cute. How cute. That's so pure. It literally is so, so cute. I love it. Um, This is currently provided to almost 850,000 children in the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, and Ireland. She is perfect she really is dolly has raised money towards hiv and aids charities Mm -hmm. cancer centers bald eagle preservation Uh. the 2016 great smoky mountains wildfires Mm. and is a continuously generous donor to the vanderbilt university medical center where her niece was successfully treated for leukemia as a child Uh. (laughs) I mean, and the crazy thing is that she still has so much money. She yeah, is oh, yeah. giving her she, money. Yeah, she like, can't give it away fast enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good I would love her. to. I should have looked up what her um, net worth. 
her net worth is. It's got to be a lot. I lost my phone. Um, I'll find it. (laughs) Okay, you find it. And while you find it, um, you know, campers, we go buck wild over some fun facts over here. And I'm going to go through some of them. Um, 350 million as of August 2021. Holy shit. Jesus. Dolly, good for you, girl. Okay. More important than that, Dolly owns more than 300 wigs. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's so many wigs. That's so many wigs. You only have the one head. Yeah. That's very um, Moira Rose of her. Very. Um, Jolene was inspired by a flirty bank teller. (gasps) It's always the bank tellers. always the bank tellers. They're flirts. They are. Um, Dolly's an early bird. She wakes up at 3 a.m. and begins her day with meditation. Uh, goals. Love I mean, maybe that. not the 3 a.m. Not 3 a.m. I'm not. What time does she go to bed? It's got to be 5 p.m. Heesh. I mean, come on. Yeah. 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> it's just her and Mark Wahlberg awake at those hours. <laughs> and like Elon Musk. Yeah. They're all just chatting. <laughs> Uh, Dolly Parton has admitted to having a few hidden tattoos on her body (gasps) where most people would never see them. She said that the tattoos were designed to cover up scars on her skin. (sighs) Tattoos. Can you imagine being that tattoo artist? Yeah, that'd be so I'd be so nervous, though. I'd be I'd be so starstruck. I'd just be like, I can't do this. Yeah, my hands shaking (laughs) way too much. Yep. Wouldn't be able to do it. She has a cookbook. Called Dolly's Dixie Fixins, which oh. <laughs> is like, what a great name. Uh, love, laughter, and lots of good food. All my favorite things. I love that. She prefers pie to cake, with her favorite being chess pie. Oh. And I kind of agree. I love a chess pie. I love pie. a chess pie. Yeah. So good. Um, Never forget that the world's first cloned animal was named after yes. her. Uh, yes. Yes. The sheep named Dolly. A sheep and named that Dolly. happened in 1996. Wow. I remember learning about that in like eighth grade biology. And that feels like it was so long ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then yeah. I forgot about it for a long time. Oh, yeah. It, it's latent. <sighs> yeah. It's latent. When Dolly Parton was a child, her family was so poor that they their home did not have running water or electricity. Instead, Dolly and her siblings would capture fireflies and put them in mason jars to light their rooms at night. (laughs) I mean, cute. Pure. Pure. This is so good. She once entered a Dolly Parton lookalike contest and lost to a drag queen. (laughs) Incredible. I love it. Incredible. I love that. So good. Did Pete, like... Oh, I would have loved to have been there for the reveal. Oh, oh my God. Can you imagine? Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. Um, I would love to attend a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. You know what I would love is if the entire world took a day just or longer, if they felt so inclined, mm-hmm. to participate in an international Dolly Parton act-alike contest. Oh. Who can act the most like Dolly Parton? I like that. You know? Yeah. Can everyone just be nice for like 10 fucking minutes? Be nice. Be sweet. Be a little flirty. Give away your money to people who need it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a Dolly Parton day. 
Okay. Um, okay, let's check out this museum, shall we? Yes, please. Let's do it. This place seems to be quite extensive, uh, filled with Dolly's costumes, childhood history. There's a hologram. <gasps> a dollogram. A dollogram. <laughs> and there, there were a couple like articles that I could have read through, um, but I didn't love any of them. And on the Wikipedia page for the museum, it has all the exhibits listed. So I thought, oh, beautiful. Let's just walk through some of these because there's yes. like 30. We're not going to oh go through God. all of them. <laughs> this is a huge museum. Yeah. People in the reviews were like, you know how you see. You hear people talking about the Louvre, like Mm -hmm. you could spend all day there and still never see everything. That's what they were saying about this museum. And like, I have a hard time believing that, but it's the Louvre of Tennessee. It's the Louvre of Tennessee. And it's within the Dollywood complex. It is. We have to go. We have to go. Um, Okay. So Dolly's Friends is one of the exhibits. So Mm. several pictures of Dolly with her celebrity. Huh? Be really cute. A mirror. mirror. She's friends with everybody. (laughs) That's right. Um, But it's with her celebrity friends. So none of the plebs. Okay. Um, Including Cher, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Carol Burnett, Johnny Cash, and others. Hmm. Dolly's Attic. A showcase of Dolly's personal items from her history. Some items are made by fans and displayed in the room. The room is designed to look like an attic. A video plays in the room of Dolly telling stories about the items in the room. Cute. Cute. Okay, this one is so funny. There's an exhibit for Dr. Robert F. Thomas, the missionary who delivered her. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I mean, that's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. I love to see it. (laughs) It contains a copy of Dolly's birth certificate. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, really her origin story. Yes, truly. And the original doctor's bag belonging to the doctor that delivered Dolly. So I'd like to see the the bag of cornmeal there, but (laughs) (laughs) the bag of cornmeal. There's a replica of a cabin like the one which Dolly grew up in. Um, This exhibit contains dolls like the one her father made her as a child called Little Tiny Tassel Top. I can't. Which was the influence for Dolly's first song written. Um, There is the Coat of Many Colors, which is a replica of the coat that Dolly's mother made for her. Um, Oh, gosh. They really do a lot of deep cuts in here. A replica of the bus that traveled the area Dolly grew up in. Wow. I mean... All right. Uh, House of Prayer. You gotta have a house of prayer. You do. A church house is replicated, displaying objects that belong to Dolly's grandfather, Reverend Jake Owens, including a pair of glasses, a fiddle, an organ, and a family Bible. Ah, classic. Classic. Um, A replica of her schoolhouse is there. Um, There's an area dedicated to the Cass Walker show, which she was on as a Mm. child. Wow. Um... Let's see. (laughs) There's an exhibit called Do You, Dolly? And it's a copy of Dolly's wedding certificate, as well as other pictures of Dolly and her husband. (laughs) So cute. Um, Of course, there's a section uh, dedicated to the Porter Wagner show. Mm. I mean, huge part of her career. Um, 
Oh, there was a Dolly TV show in the 1970s. I just, oh, wow. It's crazy how much she's done. Oh, yeah. Um, and they have costumes from that show on display. Collection of handwritten lyrics. Oh, love that. Um, yeah, awards. Jesus, this just goes on forever. Um, imaginary library. Oh, whoa. Okay, so it's her talking about the Imagination Library okay. program. Um, they have their family tree on display. Um, and apparently a patriotic room. You know, you've <laughs> got to have one of those. Yeah. If you're... But it's like full of costumes and like. Cute. I just love that. I love her. Good for Dolly. Um, this place has a 4.8. On Google reviews. Oh, hell yeah. People love Dolly. Yeah. Oh, they love her. Yeah. And as they should. I can't believe that I even saw negative reviews for this. How dare they? But I will say the one that I'm reading that is negative. Well, I've got a two star in here. The one star that I'm reading <laughs> is from an obviously racist Southern person. <laughs> okay. So, Great. and I'm just going to put them on blast. Mary Davenport gave it one star and said... Parton turned her back on the people who made her by omitting the word Dixie from Dixie Stampede, traitor. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, what? Um, two stars from Connor Boss. And Connor Boss said, I didn't go here. Why do people no. do that? <laughs> like, there's so many other things to do on the internet. Yeah. I don't understand. What are like? What are you go to because, Reddit? Go to Reddit because if you're going to leave reviews on places you've never been, yeah, you will never reach the end of that to do list, my friend. You won't. You could be doing that forever for literal millennia. <laughs> oh my god! I know. And finally, five stars from Tomlinson Michaels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they said quaint shows jolly's junk she appears magically to you and i assume they're talking about the hologram <laughs> but to say she appears magically to you <laughs> i mean yeah i i like to think that that person is maybe an older person who doesn't get out much and has never heard of or seen a hologram yeah and thinks that dolly parton is Is literally magic yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's what is my head canon right now i think dolly parton is magic. i agree she kind of is she's she's magical my favorite thing who is it that she's with um and she's like singing and like playing with her nails like making an instrument out of them it's very cute we'll have to find that youtube video she's so she's so great i love her i love her i love her and that was barely scratching the surface of dolly parton's history because yikes there's a lot there's a lot um and the chasing rainbows museum chasing rainbows is the cutest name so it's so cute ah uh dolly, dolly. Uh, is that know. sheep still alive <laughs> i would assume not damn i mean if that was 1996 how long does sheep live i'm gonna guess not 23 years <laughs> okay well i'll look into it 
when was 90s no that's not what's my math yeah when was 28 96? years 27 oh, it's sad well dolly was euthanized but she had progressive lung disease and severe arthritis. Oh, so it was a mercy situation, I assume. Yeah. That's sad. Well, RIP Dolly Parton, the clone. At least the real Dolly Parton's still alive. That's what matters. Thank God. We better honestly clone her before. (laughs) We should. Well, we've got the hologram and so that one guy, (laughs) that's basically Dolly. I was just looking up tickets to Dollywood. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize that it was like an actual like amusement park. Yeah. There's a water park, a theme park. She says she won't ride the rides, though, because um, she gets like motion sickness really easily. But that's very selfless of her. Yeah. Tickets start at $90 a day. Okay. Um, It's not terrible. It's not the worst. And honestly, if I'm going to give Dolly... If I'm going to give $90 a day to any celebrity, it's going to be Dolly it's, Parton. It would be Dolly Parton. I know that money is well spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Official sponsors include Buckle Up, y'all. That's a sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> and Bush's Baked Beans. Sure. You got to get... Okay. That dog. That dog. I love that dog. That dog. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to um, plan our trip. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Ready. How could you not be going into this new year now feeling inspired to chase your own rainbow? Chase your rainbow. I mean, how good do Skittles sound? Oh, my God. Chase your own rainbow. I love a rainbow Skittle. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're podcasting. Um, You got stuck on Skittles I got stuck on Skittles. Campers, we would love to continue this little hangout session <laughs> forever. Uh, forever, we uh, and we can do that uh, in spirit um, on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at the Museum Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to see you there. Um, you can join our Patreon if you want exclusive content, $5 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, Help us save up there. for holograms of ourselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would like a dollygram. Yeah. Of Dolly, of, of Dolly Parton, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it'd be nice to just see. Be a nice little um, piece de resistance yeah. in my home. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? In my bedroom. Yeah, I was going to say, where would you put it? But obviously. Yeah, in obviously the in the bedroom. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> oh, that's patreon.com slash the museum camp. Uh-huh. And finally, um, if you wouldn't mind doing us a little favor, mm. um, you could leave us a review on you the could. podcast app, uh, of your choosing if it allows that. Um, you obviously know how to find that. I don't need to do a link or anything. No, um, you know how the internet works. Yeah, but a quick little five out of five stars and a quick little, you know, love these two <laughs> would be really, really uh, appreciated. Yeah, we'd love it. We'd love it. Um, campers, thank you for hanging out with us. Happy fucking New Year, Happy fucking my guys. New Year. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.